then just use it as a source. Now, the director, before he finished the script, he was high and he was watching football, just like they are now. And the commentator, uh, Madding, like did these drawings on the frozen frames of where the players would go. And then he hit play. And of course, they went there. So being stoned as shit, he got this idea that everything would have a trail coming out of its stomach, leading you. Oh, nice point. Yeah, it's such a weird. Look at that. It looks like I'm watching the abyss. The abyss <laughs> too. The, abyss, the suburbs. Maggie. So the way his father's going to go is predestined, which is straight to video. <laughs> right. Straight to the control room in the dark. The sister. Yeah. So now Donnie sees his own. And he likes it because, like, yeah. he's like schizophrenic, is he? See, that's the thing about this film. They're, he's supposed to be a schizophrenic, but if all this is real, it's the tangent universe, right? Well, he's in control, I guess, or like, I don't know. He's got to get convinced to to save the real universe. You see. But first, he has to go to the. Uh windowsill where the alluring aroma of pie has uh, sucked his nostrils into the room. Oh, no, wait, it's some CGI. All right, so he finds a gun or something like that? Right, he finds a gun. It's it. He was led there by, I don't know, his destiny bubble or something to find it. It's not some serious CGI money on this movie. It's like I'm watching uh, James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it got me a gun. It feels good. Now we hear a plane flying overhead super low, just foreshadowing that somehow a plane is involved in his saving the world. Huh. I'll check mark that for later. Twelve days left. I think I was done with high school in eighty eight. I was in college. You were you graduated in it. Eighty seven. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So in '88, I was in a, I was college. You went to Brandeis in, yeah, and I would send you letters. <laughs> yeah, that's right, girl. And I would come visit that's... and get ill, <laughs> <laughs> which we won't talk about on a podcast. Okay, yeah. now he doesn't get to kiss her. But it's not because she doesn't want to kiss. She just wants to do it in a time that's like perfect in which the world is a nice place, you know. And right now there's this guy staring at him. And it's the FAA guy, even though we don't really – doesn't really get explained. Yeah. So her like affection and kissing and everything, like it's part of the trick, the, the lure. She's manipulated dead. Yeah, that guy is so weird. He was just like hanging out like that. Yeah. So now they learn that their friend, their son has an imaginary friend, you know, and it's they get right. shocked. You mean my son is a crazy? I mean, he's schizophrenic. He sees things and he talks to a bunny rabbit. <laughs> you mean Barbie? 
Right. Have you seen the movie Us? U.S. Gordon uh, Turner Field movie? Maybe. A lot of a lot of rabbits in that one. It's like evil doppelgangers that hang out at uh, uh, the beach. Evil the doppelgangers? They take your form? Yeah, they like hang out in the fun houses they've been waiting to be escape and take over. They're like, it's a family and they see like a bunch of evil families and it's uh-huh. family is like evil and after each other. But there's a lot of rabbits in that movie. Should I watch it? Yeah, it's good. Did What's it like called again? DVD queue. U.S. U.S. DVD. Uh-huh. What year? Yeah. Oh, gosh. 2018, 2019. Oh, so it's I can stream it. Okay, this is boring. Yeah. Look at the money they spent. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, then you get the director's cut, and there's like even more special effects. In it. It's special effecty. When in doubt, throw in those special effects. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a great film. Are you interested? I love this movie. Yeah, it was a huge influence when I saw it. I couldn't believe a film like this existed. It's pretty cool. <laughs> this is before like every like every cheap movie is like, oh, there's time travel involved. I think we're in a cheap time loop. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, by saying we're in a time loop, I just saved two million dollars in special effects. <laughs> Right? That's a time travel movie. Oh, we're time traveling. Yeah? Yeah, I guess we are. Okay. Boom. No money spent. You know what I would like is like um, a, a time travel movie that really does explain what they're doing. Not like, we found a wormhole. We pushed the way right. back machine. Well, like you mentioned, we just saw the scene where Andrew and uh, Noah are making fun of Donnie Darko's name. Like, I had to admit the fact that they're dating kind of adds something to the movie. Yeah. I think so, too. Now, yeah. what we're getting now is this whole pitch about fear and, you know, it's that, good morning, I can't hear you, good morning. You know, it's the standard <laughs> motivational. Correctional School 187, let's hear it. <laughs> I didn't mean the correction school that's the 187 number i just came up with a ps number ps 187 up seth rogan seth rogan sighting he's got a he he went to the barbershop and said give me a swayze (laughs) dirty dancing oh yeah that's the name of the rabbit Uh oh Coincidence? I think not. Uh-oh, chaos in the auditorium. Hi, I'm too short for a microphone stand. Yeah. All right. He says like he gets bullied and he wants to learn how to fight. And Patrick Swayze's like, that is the fear talking, boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's like a big age difference. Uh-oh, here comes Donnie. Yeah, here comes the smart ass. 
Huh. What, Donnie? Donnie, that's outrageous. How rude! Oh, well, yeah, he's disrupting the auditorium. I feel he's sorry like for that. you, son. You little self-righteous white boy. Well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I live at home. So he's being personally attacked, you know, like how much are they paying you for being here? And I think you're the uh, the devil or I forget exactly what he says. Lucifer. He is the, devil. the Antichrist, he that's what he people. says, the Antichrist. Wow, that's a little extreme. Well, of course the school would pay him to be here. He's not doing it for free. There's one lady in the audience who goes on to be an actress of little note, but I've seen her face and stuff. Oh, Meryl Streep right there. Right, Meryl Streep, that's right. Oh, it's yeah. Fran Drescher. <laughs> wow. Holy what cow. All right. All right, Donnie. The ear rough shenanigans are out of here, right. you. Go sit down. Go sit down next to the other Yay. Yay. He told us what. Now he's ranting and, you know, and she's like, calm down. and He can't. He's wired up. He's the living receiver. He's receiving the artifact. I do like the little hangout place where they got like a full-on couch in the middle. Yeah, and he drinks alcohol and shoots guns at bottles. And it's right across the street from the house of uh, the author. So he's going to write her a letter, right? Yes, he is. He's like, I fucked with your face. I fucked you up, man. You were expecting letter here it is. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> While you're sleeping, I did a mustache. <laughs> I wasn't even hypnotized. I, I was completely conscious when I did it. Now he admits that he's been seeing stuff like hallucinating, like those time uh, bubble things from the abyss. And they're all in that book. Oh, yeah. Bling, 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 Okay, so now they're having a heart-to-heart about time travel, if it's possible, and if you're doing, it's, you know, if you could see your own future, wouldn't you do something different? He goes, not if you're following God's plan or God's path. And then he's like, I can't have this conversation with you. I might lose my job. And then, like, he's really cool about it. And he says, okay. Well, I think this is a great scene. This is where basically the teacher says, you know what? This is just, I can't. This is on my favorite. You know? <laughs> right. I'm at the school. What more do you want from me? This Noah Weil, you know he was in ER and he won an Emmy there. But uh, he was also like one of the guys in A Few Good Men, one of the accused. And he was Steve Jobs in in Pirates of Silicon Valley. That's right, with Michael Anthony Hall playing. uh, Right. uh, I enjoyed that. 
who's playing Bill Gates. Right. Right. That's right. And well, of course, the librarian. Up? It's a franchise. Yeah, that's like TBS. It's like coming up next, the librarians four, more librarians. <laughs> that's right. Are you are you on a cliffhanger from Librarians Three? Well, don't worry, TBS got you covered. <laughs> we went ahead and did a fourth Librarians movie. What? It's true. That's crazy. You would figure TBS would have plenty of things to air. Not true. Uh, Donnie Bar- Darko got a little bump in 2016 because the calendar days of October that year fell the same. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. I had a Teddy Darko catalog, uh, uh, calendar back then. Now he, has, he finds a wallet, and the wallet is the guru guy he hates, Patrick Swayze. And then the rabbit's like, now you know where he lived. Oh, so the rabbit threw it there. Here's the, the philosophy of time travel, and he's showing it yeah, to... I think there's more of this in the in director's cut. She actually says well, in the director's cut that you you can stop taking your pills. They're a placebo. Letting us know. Oh, that's that, interesting. Yeah. Huh, but not in the movie. The original movie. Right, not in the movie. That got dropped. I don't know why. Uh, it just seems like more on more. I mean, like, the movie's pretty fucked up to begin with. He doesn't need to be taking placebos. <laughs> oh, how 80s is now, that? Now we get a Seth Rogen, uh, like we get a lot of Seth Rogen. Oh, right on. So they're saying, yeah, like, what if you showed babies nice images? They would grow up nice then. And like they didn't think it through. Like maybe babies need their sleep at night. And they part the darkness is part. I am G. What a great idea, Carl. <laughs> I am G. Z I M G. O M G. O M G. O M G. Oh, look at those okay. guys. So you have a... now let's hear some okay. Seth Rogan stuff. Here he goes. Oh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> He's like, out, out, you are fighting. Yeah, it's the same thing in the box. Like, this student acts like a total dick to Cameron Diaz. Like, she says nasty shit. Oh, it's time is right. Kissing, kissing. Now, she was in the Hunger Games, this Jenna Malone. What, well, what, part, what, uh, what territory was she from? Was she from like the rich territory? Or was she I, from, don't like, <laughs> I don't know. Now, check this out. They're going to go see, you already know, um, the Evil Dead. But originally, they intended to have Donnie and Gretchen go see Chud 1984. Chud, really? Yeah. Chud 1. I don't know, like, this is, this is kind of cool, like, it's pop culture on pop culture, you know, like. Well, guess why they couldn't that. do Chud? Uh, there were problems why? finding out who owned the rights to the movie. 
it's in the title. It's the, it's the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> they own the rights. Just got to go to a sewer in New York City. Yeah. They didn't pay money for the Evil Dead footage. This uh, Sam Raimi, is that his name? Yeah, right. That's his director. He gave it to Timothy Kelly. I was talking to my good friend Chris Nolan. He told me what great movie you were doing. So here, just take a kid. Make Southland Tales afterwards. Now, Donnie is a little annoyed with Rabbit. Why do you always wear that stupid rabbit costume? Take it off. Oh, and then the rabbit says, why do you wear a stupid human costume? Right. Like, Whoa. Exactly. Burn. Burn. Oh. Take it off. Frank the rabbit, you turn the tables on me. Have you ever seen a Halloween costume that looks like that? Never. Never. Only now look. Movies. Look at Frank's eye. Now... The Frank we're seeing is the boyfriend of his sister. So why doesn't he go, you're, you know, you're Frank, the guy I know, yeah. you know? He doesn't do that. Listen, wouldn't you want to see your girlfriend's boyfriend fucked up like that? I guess. Now look yeah. how Gretchen sleeps through the whole thing. She has to. Right. She's well, also the manipulated death. Plus, the movie's pretty boring. Mm -hmm. It's slow. No Evil Dead too. She's not the Evil Dead. She's the manipulated dead. All right, they're talking. What do you mean the world's going to die? Well, he goes, when's this going to end, Frank? And he goes, you should already know that. So, oh, this he, is I don't so know. Cool. It's some sort of distortion, and we see the house of Patrick Swayze. And he's like, you could burn it down. Oh, yeah. I think it's kind of cool to, to fuck up this movie, because it's such a weird movie anyway. Like, right? It's like The Living Dead yeah. and uh, different uh, evil time warps. There it is. Burn Swayze's house. Burn down his yeah. ranch. Watch, he's disappeared. See that? Yeah. One double feature. What's the, the other movie they're telling me? Like, huh? The other, oh, darn. I, I, I read it, that and I didn't, I didn't copy it. I didn't think it was think important. It was I, there it is. Oh, no, that's Evil Dead. So he leaves Gretchen sleeping in the theater. Does he notice she doesn't really exist? Oh, here we go. Evil Dead, the left temptation of Christ. Yeah, oh, that that's right. Wow. Well, it's so scary. It would make a good Halloween. Like, now, for wow. the first time ever, we don't see Chinita like the victim. She's leading something now. She's doing something. Right. Now, She's a lot of people think it's funny. And one guy shouts out, you suck, like, towards the end. But she doesn't. She's like. Yeah. She's no sparkle motion. <laughs> There's sparkle motion, getting ready. And, and do you think a sparkle is all about sparkle motion? Betty says, if you feel like throwing up, Sally, just swallow it. And she goes, okay. 
That's like bringing on. Okay, now the internet tells me that Donnie starts the fire without a match, but and he's supposed to be have that's supposed to be one of his superpowers, fire. But I don't oh, know. Sorry. He uses gasoline to. I don't know. Well, he don't forget, like he burns a certain part of the guy's house to reveal something. So he maybe had to use the gasoline to. Uh, no, but if it. you can. I've actually saw a fire like in my house and it spreads. You don't need gasoline. Didn't Waterman save the day of that? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. Sparkle emotion. So, you know, I don't, you ever seen the movie Welcome to the Dollhouse? Uh, no. Maybe. The, the main character's sister also is in like some kind of dance group. Oh. Now, you I know what song the they're name. doing, right? Everybody wants to... You don't know? Oh, let's take a listen. No, let's take a listen. Oh, the reflex. Good guess. It's right. Notorious. Oh, the Notorious. I thought it was the River Reflex. Now, it was supposed to be Pet Shop Boys in a Western town in Denon World, but they didn't get the song. It would have been more apt. So they did Notorious. Notorious. And it would have been a totally different feeling. Right. Do you remember the video for Notorious? No, it was a reflex where it was the pet mode performing live, and somehow water starts bursting out of the giant right. video trees above the Duran Duran. And the yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a waterfall. Yeah, right. Which I'm sorry, that's a little problematic. They probably get electrocuted. So now look, see, Donnie's you doing can... gasoline. Now we don't see a match. Yeah. See, it just flames. But I don't know. Nice. I think Donnie, we could have just not seen the lighter, but the internet insists he just did it out of his will. Does this look like the Nirvana video? Oh. <laughs> mosquito! It's Mosquito! <laughs> There's a millennial version. They go, weed anus. Come on now, weed anus. Get <laughs> your data. All right. Anus. Here we are now. We eat anus. It's the millennial version. There's Chinita. Chinita. Uh, so what's the big line? He goes, I, I'm starting to. Uh, down your commitment to sparkle um, motion. motion. Yeah, well, that's coming up. Uh, it's not time yet. You see, Donnie had to burn down the house so that that woman couldn't go to L.A. so that her mother and her daughter, the daughter could be on the plane that will have a jet right. engine ripped off of it to resolve the paralo- paradox between the 
primary universe and the tangent universe, thus saving the primary universe. And you could say, like, wow, Richard Kelly, you did a great job with time travel. Best of luck in your next movie. I wonder what it's going to be about. And he's still, like, in Southland Tales, and I'm not spoiling anything. There's time loops in that movie, too. It's fucking amazing. Really? Yeah. Wait till you see Southland Tales. No, I'm not going to watch it. You spoiled it. <laughs> oh, screw you. <laughs> okay, now we That's... find out, just like you said, Patrick Swayze has been arrested because the fire revealed child pornography and he pedophile stuff kitty porn in his basement a kitty porn dungeon is the way it was described so now he's totally disgraced wow i guess and that was required to get the mom on that plane six days left mike it's six days Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> this is my life. You're you're making fun. These are songs from the big chair, Carl. Carl from the big chair. These are songs from the big chair. It's it's big. Okay, so now Drew Barrymore is fired. Get out of here. Work the week and yeah. And pack your stuff yeah. and skedaddle. And it's, go, I go. guess, because You're of the book. Oh, because of the destructors? Grand yeah, Green? I guess. We're still on that? No. Uh, and nobody heard but oh, Danita. Oh, yeah, there she is. That was Their lunch. <laughs> Oh well, bye, Drew. My mind's eye. <laughs> it's like they're crying. Uh, there you go. These are songs from the big chair, Carl. Okay, whatever that means. Do you mean the big chill? I don't know what the big chair is. No, this or fears, which God forbid they see even call themselves that. Had an album where it was like songs from the big chair. Uh-huh. I was like, oh. Up to the big chair. Oh, all right. I was going to make fun of it. I thought you guys were stenches, but. <laughs> oh, no. Look at that. Kitty dungeon. Now, in order to get the living receiver to fulfill his destiny of saving the primary universe, the manipulated dead must create, and the manipulating living must create a insurance trap that ensures the guy's going to do it. And that's what's going on. They're setting up. All right. She's saying, listen, you got to go. She, yeah. Uh, she's saying, oh, this is, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. Whoa. There's the money shot. But I do like how she's like she's kind of dressed down a bit when she when she comes to grovel, mm -hmm. you know. Like it, it tries to give her like a little bit of some, a little dimension. She was the um, the nitty knit, you know, the little fuss pocket uh, fuss bucket uh, 
what was it? It was Little Miss Sunshine, and she was like the registration lady. Sorry, you can't. Uh, it's too late. I have to see that movie. Here it is. I. You should listen to your dedication. Yeah, here's the money on it. That's yeah, the cult line right it there. Is. Hey, we did it. Uh oh, evil Frank. It up, it's uh, getting Yeah. Yeah, eight days remained. What the fuck's wrong with my son? Yeah, I know. That's Frank. Son. Mom, I can't explain. So Please now don't make me explain. she's like, I'm going away. I have to go. Your sister's in charge. She'll drive you to therapy. And he's like, how does it feel to have a cuckoo bird for a son? And she's like, pretend, you know, it feels wonderful. She's like, she loves her kid. And it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. If I had a kid, I'd love that bitch. You bet. <laughs> well, you know, honey, I was expecting a jet engine to land on you, but here we are. Do what you got to do, and then when you're ready to die from a jet engine, we can course correct the universe. But, you know, <laughs> you do you. It is what it is. You do you. Uh oh, how many days remain, Carl? Oh, no, we don't get that. Look, he wrote his letter. Darko. Darko. They laugh at it. No, Wyland, uh, Drew Barrymore laugh at his name, like, as if to say, come on. No, I don't think it was at his name. I think it was just like he's a character. I I always took it as they were laughing at his name, too. Look, Cellar Door. Uh-oh. Do you see Cellar Door on the chalkboard? Uh-huh. Why? No, it's just you, Carl. You're crazy. Now, Drew Barrymore, she's part of the one of the manipulated living. Look, these people, they know they're going to be destroyed, even though they don't. In 28 days, they'll do anything to save themselves. So they get they set the stage for the insurance trap, and that is cellar door. At the insurance trap, he's going to go down into the cellar. You'll see. You see, it was 1955. Okay. J.R.R. Tolkien said sure. he declared that the most English-speaking people will admit that cellar door is beautiful. The phrase cellar door. It's the perfect English phrase. Do you uh, agree? Well, <laughs> that, that. No, no, I think you guys want it. Okay, you should listen now because now's the touching moment with Sin- with Chinita. Oh, yeah. That's your catchphrase. Now, look, she wrote Donnie Darko's name on her book with a heart. Yeah. Yeah, what a dick. Now, she wears, he wears her earmuffs as if to say, like, not I'm carrying you, but I'm connect, like. So now we have drama. He he, he said, 
I'm creep. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I like you. And she ran out. And he's like, no, I'm going to wear a part of you. Like uh -oh, no, right, this is where he talks funny. He's going to talk funny, right? Like he gets into, like, Frank's voice? No, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't get into Frank's voice. He... Okay. She, she, he's admitting that he flooded the school and he burnt the house, you know, and she's really scared. And he's like, did Frank tell you to do these things? And the answer is yes. And like he, this big thing is coming, which is supposed to be the end of the world. So he's like, I see Frank right now. And he now knows like, uh, remember he's hypnotized. So he's being honest. He knows that he's got to make a choice to do the right thing, and he doesn't want to do it. He's he wants to live. He's scared. Right. I'm telling you, he's selfish. It's only when he realizes that if he's going to continue this way, it's the world's going to end. That he says, "All right, I'll do something about it." <laughs> right? Like it's raining. You're letting all the water. That's eh, fine. I'll and then when you get wet, you're like, oh, "The door." No, but Mike, <laughs> to save the universe means he dies. He dies. Well, you know, he knows it's a fake universe, that he should have done it a long time ago. No, in the primary universe, he won't exist anymore. He'll be smushed by a jet engine. Right, I'm aware of that. <laughs> he's, he's now he's like, I see, I see Frank right now. Oh no! He looks up at the sky. Uh oh! I'm acting. Carl, I'm acting. I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm acting. He was acting. His acting debut was City Slickers in '91 as like one of the kids. Oh, interesting. I guess. Well, he was in Bubble Boy. You ever see that piece of shit? Yeah, Bubble Boy. You wanted us to see it. He was in that. He was in John. Yeah, I wanted to <clears throat> Well, he was in a bunch of really good, like, kind of over-the-top movies you can find on Netflix. He did Okra and the uh, Elvid Buzzsaw is a good one. It's another mm -hmm. over-the-top film. Oh, nice. Have you seen Nightcrawler? That's a good That's one. a great film. I loved him in that. <laughs> yeah, he was creepy in that. And I love like them in Source Code. Source Code, yeah. Good old Source Code. What a bummer that movie. More time travel, like, sort of. Kind of. Well, yeah, it's a time loop. You know, and then he, at the end, he's like, I'm going to move left because you're going to try to hit me on the right side. Ha ha. I took your handcuffs because I know the last time I got handcuffed. <laughs> Look at that. Man. So now, and it's like, fine. Yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was just pissed about that movie. Go ahead. It's just a plot point. She she got into Harvard. And so, like, Ooh. the oh, FAA guy. Yeah, what's up with that? Nothing ever comes of it. So. Oh, this is like high school students party, Carl. This is what it's like. Well, because she got into Harvard and the parents are away, they do a party. 
And at this party, I mean, it's got like a, he's got like a day left. It's like tonight's the night, I think. And who should right. come over but manipulated, live, uh, dead, his girlfriend, Jenna, Gretchen. And they're even going to do it. Look at this. This guy's never been born in the 80s. And he's got people dressed up like Hulk Hogan. And Ronald Hogan Reagan. Nailed yeah, nailed it. Well, it, it was a movie. I'm sure that they had art directors, right? I'm telling you, this guy's a genius. <laughs> this film is genius. I wish he was genius because I want him to. Okay, so now she doesn't know the parents are away. She's like, call me the second you get this. Your son is going to do something bad. I don't know what. He's going to shoot up the school. <laughs> okay, Manipulated yes. Dead comes over and says her mother is missing. It's got to be the stepfather who stabbed her, you know, and the police said to go somewhere where she felt safe. So, so she and I heard you at a party, and I wasn't I invited. But you know, my stepdad's going to try to kill me, so I figured, well, maybe I should come to this party that you didn't invite me to. That's the only reason why I'm here. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right. She shows up for that reason. She wasn't invited. <laughs> no. Oh, look at all the little rabbit skulls. Up, oh, sister knows. Gothic sister. Okay, now, she's very distraught about her mother, and she's upset, and her mother might be getting killed. Who knows? And uh, so what choice does she make? She makes love to Donnie Darko, who loses his virginity. Well, then he realizes, well, you did it. 12 hours to spare. Yeah, I'm not a virgin anymore. And you, and, my, All right. and you can go to heaven, porn star, ghost. Yeah, right. Yeah, meatballs three. I did it. I did it, God. I got the, the nerds in lead. I'm All Mae right, West Sally. over here. <laughs> she was doing Mae West that entire move. She says the ghost of a porn star talks like Mae West. Yeah. She didn't do oh, her research talking. for that film. Okay, now, so... The sister's like, where's my boyfriend, Frank? And the answer is he went on a beer run. Oh, this is where the audience goes, oh, now everything makes sense, I think. Now I get it. Okay, they're coming back from L.A. with the good news that they made it into the semifinals. Notorious. Not <laughs> notorious. Oh, Star Search, right, with Ed McMahon. Yeah, with Ed McMahon. Okay, there's a new comedian. His name is Sidbad. Wow, that was great. Wasn't there like a there's some country singer that dominated that show? I liked Sinbad. He wasn't threatening at all. <laughs> he was without that. He had orange Sinbad? hair. You would think he's bad, he's, but he's without that. He's, uh -oh. he's He's that got sin and he's got bad in his name, right? Sin right. and bad. Sin. Sin being the Spanish word with, without. And then bad meaning he's without bad. Sin as without God. He's sinning. He's sinning all the time and he's bad. Well, sinning he's, is bad. He's not without bad. No, sin. Okay, That's what's going on with that. Donnie? What's going on with Donnie? He looks all fucked up. What's with Richard Kelly? I think he's fucking drunk behind the camera. 
Could it be it's time? What's this? He's getting led somewhere. Frank was here, went to get beer. Why should he know about Frank? Frank is the rabbit's name. Right. Who would read that? So his sister didn't write those notes, like from the caucus. Now his sister wrote that? <laughs> uh, Frank wrote it, and he wrote it in the same font that he wrote, They Made Me Do It. Oh, and then time. So now... Donnie sees through a wormhole and he starts to understand how it has to be him who goes and gets that jet engine. Right. He's got to do it with this telekinesis. Go ahead. Fuck me in the head. So now he's like, the time is near. I have to go talk to the author. She's the only one who will know what's going on, what I have to do. So he goes and he's like, he's going to put the letter in her mailbox. But uh, but that right. is the insurance trap. The manipulated living have brought him there. No, but those are the two friends that Donnie Narco has proving he has friends. Right? It's, all, it's Drew Barrymore for mentioning Cellar Door and talking about the destructors. Right. It's Noah for telling him about time travel. These people are compelled by something they don't understand to, to like act and play a role so that Donnie gets, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, Gretchen, uh, it's the guy getting, you know, it's the reason that the parents got put on the plane. It's now he sees, what does he see? The door to the cellar, right? Yeah, weird. So he thinks there's something in there for me. Uh-huh. It's a Twister family. They're hiding from a Twister. <laughs> the Twister dog. Yes, it is. You can come out now. <laughs> Where's my cow? I have my cow right there. What um, happened to my cow during the Twister? The twister oh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. I swear to God, if I paid a mission, I'd be like, I got my money's worth. If you saw that cow fly in the air, whoa, boy. Oh, Twister. It's a real movie with the real cow. No no Twisters were harmed in the making of this movie, but we <laughs> fucked up the livestock. <laughs> no CGI cows were harmed. Your eyes might have hurt from looking at that CGI from 96, but yeah, well, it was okay. Wow, look, there's a piano in the cellar. This is a gin joint. See, there's really nothing down there for them, and he's a little confused, but it was Seth Rogen. Oh, I don't even remember this part. This is, this is what gets Gretchen down on the ground, you see, and hurt. Right. Seth Rogen. Rogie. Boo. Now he's really he's sort of like doing him harm. He's holding him down. He's got a knife to his throat. Yeah. Must be like partying with Dave Franco. Yeah, right. Your brother couldn't come out tonight? No, the cops won't let him out. You got to hang with me. Okay, here comes the red car. Frank is in the car. Yeah. Okay. And that's the one he passed in the beginning of the film. 
Now, oh, who really comes out? Who comes out to check if there's any mail? Oh, the old lady. Or yeah. And so to swerve out of the way of the old lady who got her letter finally, he runs Gretchen right. over. And she's dead. Boom. Oh, no. And then it's going to be pathetic because it's going to be the guy in that Halloween costume. Like, what happened? Yeah, exactly right. With his California plates. It's in Virginia. I know. Uh, insane clown posse shows up. What a clown. <laughs> Beat it, clown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, Gretchen, wake up, wake up. Did, oh, did we run you over? Can you believe this clown? <laughs> Can you believe this clown? Look at the tire oh, no. tracks. Wait a minute, when he goes back to real universe where he, he allows the jet to land on him and then people live? Yeah. She doesn't even know who she, he is, right? Like, they never right. meet. That's right. They're Frank. They, but they'll all be haunted in their dreams about it. Now, look, remember, he's a crack shot, we learned, and he stole a gun. Yes, and? And his eye looks pretty healthy to me. Right, no gun, no gun. What's your point? Oh, dead is dead, Frank. Oh, that's why Frank haunts him because he knows he's going to kill him. So he tells the clown, "Run home and tell your parents that everything's going to be okay." I guess it's because Donnie has now decided he's going to do it. That's right. how his oh, eye well, got fucked up. Wow. It all comes together. Meanwhile, the fucking time travel lady is just hanging out in the middle of this. She got her letter. She found her letter. She's going in to read it. Now they in the director's cut, there's a necrophilia scene. Really? I don't know. No, no. It's a threesome with Frank and Gretchen. <laughs> They said, listen, for the home release, oh, look, Blockbuster is going to make a Blockbuster Yeah, card. did you see the Blockbuster cards? They might want to see a video yeah. tonight. Just like the 80s. I'm going to go rent uh, Dying Darko from Blockbuster. I'll be right back. They didn't have, all they had was Estarco. All they have is Estarco. Why would someone make a sequel to this movie? I don't know, and I didn't watch it, but reports are that it's really quite weak. Look, look. Oh, yeah, look. The skies are dark. Shit's fucked up. Yup. Could it be a black hole is forming? Oh, I fucked this shit up. Oh, I really fucked this shit up. This better be a time hole loophole. <laughs> this better be a dream. Ew, he's got his dead girlfriend in the drive. Yeah, he's got his dead girlfriend in the front seat. See, he, with his love of his life gone... Uh, you know, the only way he can save her and everybody like Chinita is to do his duty. What is that kind of duty that he just lies in his bedroom and waits for the dead engine to land on him? Yeah. Oh.
Tuesday at 4 o'clock here in San Francisco at Mutiny Radio, which means it's time for the Always Free Podcast. This is a podcast that's Rainbow Gathering centered where we try to capture the moments of Rainbow Gatherings through stories and songs and old issues of the Always Free. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to play some Rainbow Comedy today. We've got these recordings from Tanali and his uh, soundsoftherainbow.org and this genre list. I'm just going to go through and play comedy and stories today. And next week we'll follow up on the article that Finch was reading that was uh, Rainbow Gatherings. In, it was about the first ever Rainbow Gathering in the um, Rolling Stones magazine. He, he read half of it and then we had some live guests we will not be having live music here for a while because we just entered a new phase of lockdown here in California, and uh, it's just not safe. So, <laughs> till further notice, we're not gonna have live performers. But I'll still um, accept all kinds of content if you want to send it uh, if you can record a story and send it in or if you want to call in if you want to call in and tell your stories plug in whatever you're working on it's 415-550-0511 you can call in and we're accepting uh submissions through our uh email address it's the always free pod at gmail.com that's a-l-l-f-r-e-e-p-o-d at gmail.com so if you just want to pull out your phone record that funny moment or like that poem you've been working on or just a me Um, should I be able to hear myself through this microphone? Well, when your headphones are on. Oh, okay. So when the headphones are on. Yeah. I mean, that microphone's up. Yeah. This doesn't, it doesn't go through there either. Okay. In that case, in that case, let's begin, shall we? Oh, hey. It's not real until I can hear myself. I, I, until I can objectify myself, I exist in the real world only in a spectral sense. Welcome, everybody, the hordes of listeners, fans, and hangers-on to the Gates of Delirium. It's 6 o'clock here in San Francisco, and it's 9 in the morning in Amsterdam. For all those who think that's an interesting thing to know... I certainly do. My name is Perkins Warbeck. I am here for the uh, ailing, still ailing, Henry VII, who has been nursing a centuries-old hangover. And he has traversed the existential abyss and is up to his neck in moral ambiguity. So I am, I, I am here to carry the torch for the enlightenment and progressive rock, which I believe go hand in hand. I am sure that if you are listening, you agree with me. We'd like to thank our sponsors before we get going. 
the law offices of Sackbutt and Crumhorn, criminal lawyers with criminal minds for criminals like you, and Alfred's World of Trousers in the greater Des Moines area. Alfred is the man for the trouser of your dreams. Stop by and say hello. And say Gates of Delirium and get 20% off every trouser you choose. Alfred's World of Trousers. Let's start tonight with some pure... This is, this is the very quintessence of progressive rock. If, if anybody wanted to know what progressive rock was, if there was one song that embodies every aspect of, rock, of progressive rock... This is the one. I'm sure if you are sentient at all, you've heard this before. going to give it another listen. Let's put it out into the world because it deserves to be heard again. This is... Emerson, Lake and Palmer... Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start.
That was Emerson, Lake, and Palmer from Brain Salad Surgery, 1973. This is Jethro Tull. It'll make of you an honest man. Let me bring you love from the fields. Poppies, red and roses, filled with summer rain. To heal the wound and still the pain. The threatens again and again. As you drag down every lover's lane. Life's long celebration. Me bring you all things refined. Galleons, lute songs served in chilling ale. Greetings, well met, fellow hail. I am the winter fill your sail. I am the frost to take your nail. A singer of these ageless times. With kitchen pros and gutter rhymes. Poppies, red and roses, filled with summer rain. 
That was a classic Jethro Tull tune from Songs from the Wood, an album from 1977. Next, if it popped up on my list here, I was going to play, make a bit of a departure here. And before we go into this, I'm going to ask, what does make a prog song? If I were to describe it to somebody, if I would had to give a family of characteristics that a classic prog song would share. What would we begin with? I would begin with structure. Structure of a prog song is episodic. It's a stitched together suite of elements that are distinct from each other, but thematically connected. Different, different in terms of color, texture, metrics. Um, it's a creative suite that is episodically structured, among many other things. Hammond organ, virtuosic playing, thematic content, medieval, things like that. So I'm going to play you what is generally considered to be the very first prog song ever created. And this is, and for that very reason, is the very first pop song created in an episodic structure. And it, and it came out in December of 1966 and changed the direction of popular music at the time. Let's see if you've heard it before. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear. And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm backing up Softly smile, I know she must be kind
Jewish lad never cared for high society. Though the eldest son of a noble man was he. Privileged as he'd be, he preferred the gruffer company of the roughnecks hanging about the local farm. To the etiquette of soirees and the endless tutoring from the books of politics and genteel poetry. Till upon a walk he happened on the girl of silk and lace, and he suddenly decided she would be the reason everything could change. Open up the castle gates. Open up the castle gates. Open up the castle gates.
That was the Samurai of Prague playing a very, very beautiful piece called Sweet Iphigenia. You are listening to The Gates of Delirium here at the sprawling state-of-the-art studios of MutinyRadio.fm coming to you from the heart of the Mission District in beautiful San Francisco, California. Next, we're going to listen to one of my very, very favorite bands. I would put this in the category of Space Prague. They are a contemporary band which just put out an album this year. Oh, they're still doing it. Hopefully, they'll be coming over from Somerset, England and doing the circuit in America sometime soon. The name of the band is Osric Tentacles. This is Spirals in Hyperspace. Hyperspace. 